somebody that's dying out there by themselves is dying because you refuse to be socially connected. Hallelujah. Please stand as we go into prayer together. Be glorified in this place, God. Be glorified all over this building, God. As the people begin to walk in, God, be glorified, God. Set your glory in this room on today, oh God, as we celebrate the name of Jesus, God. God, we are so grateful for the name of Jesus, God. We're thankful for all his love, all his guidance, all his help, all his healing. God, we're grateful that we can call on the name of Jesus, God, in the time of help, God, in the time of need, God, in a time of laughter, God, in a time of joy, God. We are grateful for the name of Jesus on today, oh God. So we just say thank you, God. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for giving us Jesus. Thank you for the help that Jesus is. Thank you for all that he's done day after day, night after night, God. We thank you for Jesus on this day, oh God. So we bless your holy name on today, oh God. And we just say be glorified in here, God. Move in the midst of your people, God. Shake somebody out of where they are on today, oh God. Heal, set free, and deliver, oh God. Call somebody to repent on today, oh God. Bring someone into salvation on today, oh God. Heal where they're weak on today, oh God. Move in the midst of your people, God. Touch every baby, God. Touch every man, boy, and girl, God. Do what you will in this place, oh God. Be Jesus in this place. We make room for you in this place, God. So that your glory can arise. So we can rest in your presence, God. So we thank you for what you're going to do. We set our expectations high upon you, God. We put no limits on you, God. And we just say, have your way. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Amen. You may have your seats. Good afternoon and welcome to Good New afternoon. Antioch. Good afternoon. Christian Fellowship at Aliante. I am Pastor Sharonda Manor Foster. And I am Social Media Director and Servant Leader David Foster. And we welcome you. Y'all give it up for Mr. Foster. And we welcome you. The House of Antioch is in this place. I saw some Sunrise here. Central is here. Eleante is here. Online folk is here. We in the house on this afternoon. And so we welcome you, all of our guests, our friends, and yes, our church family. Central Campus, you are welcome here. We want you all to know that what we decided, the pastors came together, and they was like, well, why don't we just let Central have a couple of Sundays to rest? A couple of Sundays off. And so you are here. We know you are here. But go ahead and kick your shoes off. Go ahead and let your hair down. We know y'all own all the time. And so we're going to take it. We'll take the load for you for a couple of Sundays so that you can rest up and be ready to go as you guys go into your new space. Amen. Yes, pray, man. Let's Amen. thank God for a new space, for a new thing. God said, behold, I do a new thing. And there's a new thing happening in the house. And so we just say thank you that you are welcome to our life-changing worship experience. This is a family affair today. We got all, look yeah. at all those pastors we got over. It's like the 92 Dream Team over there. We got all the pastors over there. So we welcome you. This is a place of blessing. Yes. But, but wait a minute, I got a confession. I used to be out there in the world, but oh, when I stepped foot in New Antioch, I met Jesus. I changed my life, and I found my purpose, right? You know what meeting Jesus like was for me? It's like you ever went and got a fountain drink, and you fill it up, and you take that first gulp? Ain't nothing quite like that first gulp. That's what it was like for me. But I understood it was an acquired taste, and you got to want this life. You got to want this life. So we offer those same opportunities to you today, and we want to start by affirming you through our service that you hear a word that has the ability to transform your life. You'll hear a song by our praise team and band. Give our praise team and band a hand. They work so hard, they get to cut down to one service for a few weeks, so they do deserve that break. And also at the end, you'll have, we'll, it'll be a prayer to speak to whoever need. Whatever need you have, you can bring it to this altar, and there'll be a prayer to speak to that need. Amen, amen. We'll go into our scripture affirmation for the week. It is found in 1 Peter 3 and 18, and it reads, For Christ also suffered for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. Did you know what today is? Did you know where you have come? It is our communion celebration on today. This is the day where we tell Jesus we won't forget because
because he said, do this in remembrance of me. And so we remember his life. We remember his sacrifice. We remember him doing it just for us, us, the unrighteous, for the righteous. I want you to understand that somebody said with me, he did it for me. He did it for me. Oh, come on. Say it like you mean it. He did it for me. He did it for me. And so we come to celebrate him on this afternoon. Amen. 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 Is anybody, we'd like to welcome our first-time visitors at this time. Anybody visiting for the first time outside of Central? I know some of y'all first-time in here, Hello. but outside of Central. Hello. Okay, we'd like to welcome you. Please stand if you're visiting. We just want to wave at you. We just want to say hi. Amen. Welcome Amen. here. Our Welcome. sanctuary attendants will give you a visitor's pack if you can fill it out and return it to them sometime during the service. We just want to welcome you and love on you, and thank you for joining us today. Amen, amen. And if there's anybody that is on social media, on Facebook, if you come across us, go ahead and put your name in there saying, I'm here for the first time. Let us know where you're visiting from. We just want to say hey, and we would like to get to know you as you know us. Amen. Amen, amen. Now we're going to move right on into our time of tithing and offering. All right, all right. Oh, I'm glad I got some people that's glad about it. Because you know why I'm glad? I remember a day when I didn't have anything to give. Come on, But come he has on. blessed me in such a way, and so it's an honor and a privilege for me to be able to give back to him. And so this is our time in our service where we give back to God. We get to share in what he's doing. This is good ground, you all. The house of Antioch. This is a great place for you to be able to give. And also as we prepare to give, Mr. Foster is going to give us how we can do that. Do be reminded that today is first Sunday, and so that means that this is the day that we give to our Sunrise Mountain Project. All right, Sunrise Mountain. Oh, I need Mountain. somebody to know what Sunrise is. Do y'all know what Sunrise is? Sunrise is the third campus in the house of Antioch. Y'all better know that we're building a house over here. And so this is the Sunday for those of you who have said, I will give back to this project. This is your time to give. There are those of you who have committed to give $250 a month. This is your day to do that. But if you hadn't heard, if you did not know, that we are building a third campus. Central campuses, they're going to be moving into their new building here in a few weeks. We're still um, breaking ground and building a whole building, a facility on Sunrise Mountain, and we are here in Aliante. We need your help. We need you to be a part of what God is doing. I need you to say, yeah, I'm helping build God's kingdom. Yes. With however much you have, if you don't have $250, say, I got five on it. I got five on the kingdom. I got 10 on the kingdom. That's above your tithe and above your offering. I got $20 on the kingdom. I need somebody to say that on this afternoon and to help us build it. Y'all, church is not automatic. There are some places where they don't get to come together. They can't think about building a church in a public space. But God has gifted us to do that thing. And so how, what, how can they give? And so with that being said, to give to your prospective houses, first we'll start with Central. Uh, you can do Cash App. That's a dollar sign, New Age Central. And please put your real name so we can give credit to it. Or you can text New Antioch Central, one word, to 77977. Again, that's for Central. And now for Aliante, we do have our sanctuary attendants to have envelopes if you want to give in person. Or you can text New Antioch uh, to 77977. Also, you can text give to there. We can yes. text give or you can give by Cash App. That's dollar sign new A Aliante. That's two A's. Once again, mm -hmm. put your real name. You can also donate online. That's newantioch-aliante.org. Hit the donate tab. It'll walk you through all the prompts. You can also mail it in to 2550 Come Nature on. Park Drive, Suite 100, North Las Vegas, Nevada, 89084. And to mail it into Central, you can send it to New address yet? We at the new address? Not I'll send yet. it to. Okay, so just, just continue to do it online and make sure to get there online. Once again, that's two ways to give you your perspective houses, and we thank you for those able to give. Oh, oh we also got a credit card. If you want to give by debit or credit card in the back, we have Sister Monique in the back Amen. taking the card too. So Amen. various ways to get involved. Uh, please choose one of them and get involved. And if you are giving to Central Campus and you're giving in person in the envelope, please note that on your envelope. Put it on their central campus so that we can 
will know. And we'll be doing this for the next couple of, of Sundays so that we can get everything straight. We would ask you um, to take an envelope and put it in the envelope. I know some of you usually drop cash, but if you're dropping cash for Central, we need you to note that on, on your um, envelope. So do take an envelope. Amen. Amen. Let us pray over the offering. Father God, we say thank you on this afternoon. We say thank you, O oh God, for the ability, for the opportunity to give. We say thank you, O oh God, for the heart of the giver. God, I said thank you that you bless them all the more. Bless those who have a heart to give, God, but they just don't have it. We say thank you that you are the God who provides for us. And so would you pour out upon us on today, God, those who have a heart to give. And we lift up, oh God, our projects. We lift up a sunrise. We lift up Central, Aliante, and ACS. And we say, God, have your way. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And thank God. And now we're going back into our worship in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to Matthew chapter 26, verse 20 and 21. And then we're going to drop down to verse 26 through 28. And yes, I asked him if he wanted me to preach today because, hey, he says, of course I do. <laughs> okay. It's there for you on the screen in the New International Version. It is our custom to stand for the reading of the word of God. Matthew 26, verse 20 through 21, and it says, when evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table. Everybody say, at the table. With the twelve. And while they were eating, Jesus said, truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. Verse 26, while they were eating, Jesus took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Our topic this afternoon is what do you bring to the table? What do you bring to the table? Well, welcome to our communion celebration. If you haven't been welcomed already, this is our time to remember the sacrifice of Jesus, that he gave his body to be broken, to pay for every time we've broken the law of God. And he gave his blood to be shed so that our sins would be forgiven and we would have eternal life. In other words, his death gave us life. And we pause here each time we come to this table to say thank you and to remember it and to honor it. This is our Memorial Day. It's not what you'd quite call a picnic, though. But there was something offered at the table. Also today, New Antioch, we start a new theme. We have been striving to be spiritually excellent, physically fit, financially set. Is this mentally all? Is it working? I think, I think it's working. Okay. 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 How's the area? It is Sunrise Christian Fellowship. Hey, Central! Totally connected. Yeah. Yeah. Now we gotta take that you are in Listen, Sunrise is turning one year. If we are going to have a celebration for all that God has been doing over here in Sunrise, and we need you to know, you are fortunately invited. Connected. Well, Pastor, what does that have to do with communion? Well, in our text that we read, we, we find Jesus changing the meaning of the Passover feast. See, to them, to the Jews, Passover was a holiday where they remembered when they were in Egypt. And to get the Egyptians to set them free from slavery, a death angel was sent and it was coming uh, to Egypt. But if they had the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, the death angel would pass over them. So each year they would have their own Memorial Day picnic, so to speak, the Passover 
feast and, and, and they would drink of the fruit of the vine and they would eat flatbread to represent that quick exodus because when the Egyptians finally let them go, they moved out so quickly that the bread didn't have time to rise. And so they would eat flatbread because of that quick exodus and they would eat lamb and bitter herbs because of the life they left behind and it became a point of social connection. They were socially connected to their past and to each other at these Passover feasts. So when Jesus wanted to secure his connection to his disciples and to all of us, he changed the meaning of the symbols of the Passover feast. You see, he had told them before, back in John chapter 6, he told them, very truly I tell you, unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, you have no life in you. And that sounded really weird to them. It sounds weird to us. You got to preach. If I said, y'all want to be a member of Antioch, y'all must eat my flesh and drink my blood. That, that's what it sounded like to them too. He says, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. And then watch this. Watch this. He said, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. You get to be in me, and I remain in you. He's talking about a divine connection. So he redefines the Passover meal to a meal that will connect him to his disciples in a brand new way. And we call it communion. Communion, communion with union or common union. And union, of course, is a oneness. It's a common oneness. This word communion means to participate with. It belongs to all. It means shared by all. It means fellowship. It means mutual participation. I bring something and you bring something. So communion is really all about connections. Communion is about being socially connected. Now, socially has to do with groups of people. Being in the company of others, human society, or interactions between the individual and the group. It's the interactions, the behaviors, the language, and the cultures of the group. It's how people coexist. It's social, social. How we coexist, how we have interdependence. It's how people get along. We study it in psychology. It's studying how groups of people get along, how they live together. The synonyms to, to social, civil, or communal. There's that communion again. Collective. Common. There's that common again. Community. Meaning it involves more than one individual. So you may have relationships with an individual, but not be connected to groups of people. So we're moving from being relationally fruitful to being socially connected. You're really not going to be that much fruitful unless you have some social connections. You can, you can have one-to-one -one relationships and not have any social connections, and I know I'm in the house. What is socially connected? Having groups that you are in community with to the mutual edification, the building up of all of its members. There are groups that need you. There are groups that need you. There are groups that need you. So we're going to level up from being socially isolated. That's some of you. Maybe some of you listening right now, the reason you're at home because you're socially isolated. Some of you haven't come back to church yet. You've been socially isolated. We're going to move, level up from being socially isolated, or some of you are just socially selective. Keep that one on my nose last night. He gave me that for this group. Some of you are socially selective. You only deal with certain groups. 
We're moving up to being socially connected, having groups that you are in community with to the mutual edification of all its members. Give me some Bible for that, Pastor. Hebrews 10, 24. And let us consider how we may spur one another on mutual edification. How we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. This is Bible. But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching, the, the worse the earth gets, the more we're supposed to be connected. The closer to Jesus coming back, the more we're supposed to be socially connected. The Bible teaches we are one body. Christ is ahead, and we are his body in the earth. So what happens to a body part that's not connected? It dies out there by itself. We are to be socially connected because some of you are dying out there by yourself. Or somebody that's dying out there by themselves is dying because you refuse to be socially connected because the life of God is in you, but you busy being selective. That the group that needs you is out there dying by themselves. Matter of fact, the last plea of Jesus to his father, he, this is last night that he's going to be on the earth in that particular form. He's getting ready to die tomorrow, and he's praying to his father, and he prays his prayer in John 17, verse 20. It says, my prayer is not for them alone. He had been praying for the disciples, for the ones that he had been in community with. He said, but my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That's you. The night before Jesus was to die, he prayed for you. He prayed for us right here on Nature Park Drive in 2023. Jesus, 2,000 years ago, prayed for you. I'm not just praying for them. I'm praying for everyone who's going to believe in me through their message. Well, what did he pray for us? That all of them may be one. One, Father, and this is powerful, this is powerful. Just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us. That's so deep, Kevin. It went over somebody's head. Jesus said, Father, I'm in you and you're in me. My prayer is that they will be in us. I need this group of people right now to be in us. Why? So the world may believe that you sent me. In other words, Father, you and I have this personal and powerful relationship, and it is fruitful. But for us to do what we have planned for the world, we need a group to be in us. Well, maybe it's just good to me. God, I need a group of folk that are going to be in us. They need to be connected to each other in us. New Antioch, we are to be connected to each other in the Father and the Son. We need a group, God. This is Jesus praying. I need them to be connected. And then we're going to take that group of connected people and drop it in us it is God's will that we stay connected to each other you know how we do people not only, don't we, not only do we do people you know that's one of our models we do people but we do groups of people y'all have heard me talk about these groups one of the groups of people we do is a community we do community and then out of the community we will bring in a crowd and then we have to do crowds of people. I don't like crowds. I don't like being in crowds. Y'all, we do crowds. And then out of those crowds, there would be people who would join our congregation. And yes, in the congregation, we do people. We're supposed to be with each other. And then out of the congregation, there's a group of committed people. Those of you servant leaders and ministers and pastors, we are supposed to have a connection within us. 
I'll hang out with the rowdy group, but I don't want to be in there with them deep people. And then there's a core, that 20% of the people that do 80% of the work, the core needs to be connected. And the core needs to be connected to the committed because the committed got to be connected to the congregation. And the congregation got to be connected to the crowd. And the crowd has to be connected to the community. We do people up in here. Why? For the purpose of mutual edification. We build each other up. I'll give you an example. When I have that, you got that feeling in your throat, it's called thirsty. By the time you feel thirsty, your entire body is already saying that it's lacking water. Your muscles need water. Your joints need water. Your heart needs water. Your blood needs water. All your organs need water. Your skin needs water. That's what's wrong with half of us. We dehydrated all the time. Everything in me needs water, but it's my throat that sends the signal to my brain. My brain then sends a signal to my feet, which means you have to go and find where the water is. But once my feet get me where the water is, my feet can't grab me a glass of water. And so now my hands have to be involved to get the water that I need. Somebody pass me some water. Uh, watch, watch. My feet go to where the water is, but my feet can't do a thing with this water bottle. So I'm still thirsty. So now I need my hands. To make the water available. But, but guess what? My hands. So now my hands have to find my mouth. Because my mouth has access to the rest of my body. But my mouth couldn't help me if my throat didn't decide, decide to swallow. But now that my throat has decided to swallow, I can feel the water now going down my esophagus. And it's going to make its way to the rest of my body. But it needs my heart and my blood to get it to the rest of the body. What am I trying to say? Each part of the body is built up by what the other parts bring to the table. Now my muscles got water, my heart has water, my joints has water, but it needed what every other part of my body brought to the table. And that built up my entire body. So my question for you this afternoon is, what do you bring to the table? Maybe that's why we thirsty, because you're supposed to be the throat but you're being socially selective. Maybe that's why we thirsty. All of us are ready for water, but you the feet. I can quit now, huh? I can't make it no plainer than that. But y'all know me, I'ma try. Uh, so at the end of Jesus' life, he came to a table. He came to a table with the group he had been socially connected to. And Jesus brought some things to the table. He brought his body and he brought his blood. But each disciple also brought something to the table. And it was not all good. Judas brought betrayal. Jesus said it right there at the table. I'm at the table with my group that I'm socially connected to, and one of y'all bought betrayal. He said, one of you will betray me. Judas was at the table. He brought with him betrayal. Peter brought denial. Thomas brought doubt. Simon the Zealot 
brought a history of violence. Matthew brought a history of a traitor. Andrew actually brought Peter. He did. Philip brought Nathaniel. James and John brought thunder. Nathaniel brought honesty. And although the women weren't mentioned, I just believed they was there. I, was, I suppose Mary brought devotion. Joanna brought provision. She probably paid for the meal. But they brought their good and their bad to the table. And Jesus was really okay with most of that because their connection at this table would revolutionize the world. Even Judas, the world would have not, would not have been saved had not Judas brought the betrayal to the table. Their connection would revolutionize the world. And when he did send them out, they were sent out to groups of people. They were connected to each other. And then they connected themselves to people. They went from town to town, from city to city, from country to country. Their power was in their connection. That's why y'all felt what y'all felt this morning when these three churches got together. Our power is in our connection. Our power, their power was in their connection to Christ through the Holy Spirit, their connection to each other, and then their connection to the people. Because what good is your power if it's never connected to the people? You don't need light in light. Everybody could turn their cell phone light on right now, and it's not going to make a bit of difference in a room that's already lighted. You need light in darkness. Sort of their connection to each other and their connection to people. Look, y'all, if you stay isolated, you have missed the entire point of communion. If you stay isolated, you can come take communion all you want to. You've missed the point of communion if you stay isolated. I've been taking communion for 63 years. I'm sure longer than that because I know I took communion in my mama's stomach. I've been taking communion for over 63 years. And I've always come to receive what Jesus brought to the table. I've always come for 63 years, cuz, to receive what Jesus brought to the table but this time June 4th 2023 this time is going to be different this time when you come to the table today don't just take what has been provided by Jesus bring something to the table what do you bring to the table let me give you some suggestions. How about your love? This is my next point. We're frozen back there for some reason. What about your love? There it is. Jesus transformed groups of people by simply loving them. Because love prompts you to act. The reason some of you are so isolated is because... Is this on? Is it working? Is I, it think, it? I think it's working. Okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. How's the area? He knew some of them people that were eating at five, the, the, the fish and loaves of bread that does heal. He knew some of them people were going to be saying, crucify. He didn't heal people so they would follow him. He healed them because they were sick. He fed them because they were hungry. He cleansed the lepers because he just wanted to end their isolation. He healed the blind because he wanted them to see. He healed the deaf so they could hear. He, the dead were raised so they could go back to their families. It was his love and compassion that he brought to the table. 
And his love changed people. It lifted people. It caused them to believe and to receive eternal life. He forgave the sins of people because of love. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within. I was sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry. And from the waters, he lifted me now safe and my love lifted me. Love lifted me when nothing else could help. When therapy didn't help. When medication didn't help. From being a church girl didn't help. Love family couldn't help. It was love that lifted me. And God has given us his ability to love people. I know you've been molested. I know you've been betrayed. I know you've been hurt. I know they dropped you. I know they broke you. But, but God has given us the ability, his ability to love people. We love first. All people. All groups of people. Red and yellow. Black, brown, and white. Rich and poor. Gay and straight. And bi and queer gender fluid and gender specific. We bring our love to the table. Bougie and ghetto. Trailer park and barrio. The so-called normal and the neurodiverse. The oppressed and the colonizer. The homies and the homeless. The Democrats, Republicans, Independents, and those who refuse to vote. We bring our love to the table for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but they shall have everlasting life. And we act like that scripture was about 2,000 years ago when he gave his life. Y'all, God still loves the world. God still loves the world. And we are to bring them the good news about his son. You have the ability to love. Bring your love to the table. And they don't have to change for you to love them. They don't have to change for you to love them. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have to run around saying black lives matter for you to love them. They don't have to take off their MAGA hat for you to love them. They don't have to break up with their same-sex partner for you to love them. They don't have to stop shooting folks for you to love them. They don't have to stop smoking crack or selling drugs for you to love them. I told you all a few weeks ago, they don't have to change for you to forgive them. And they don't have to change for you to love them. I don't know about that, Pastor. Yeah, you do. Because how long did God love you before you changed? Because some of y'all ain't changed yet. Let me tell myself that some of us have not changed yet. They don't have to change for you to love them. But if you love them, they will be changed. What do you bring to the table? Your love, your lessons, your lessons, your experience. What did you learn out there in them streets? Is this on? Is it working? Is I think it, I think you it's right. out there okay. in them streets. Okay. How's it in there? Or is it fun? It is Sunrise Christian Fellowship.
statistic. We're looking for you. What did you learn when you said? Brother Man, we're looking for you. Where? What? Both you are invited. Built it. The weather's full. What did you we learn when you invented it? have you learned that you can bring to the table and what groups out there need to know what you know you can impact a community you can transform a family you can save someone from hell down here and hell down there if you would just bring your lessons to the table now, some of y'all think, ain't nobody going to listen to me. People have to make their own mistakes. That's what they say. That people have to make their own mistakes. Experience, people have to, these young people, they just have to experience things on their own, and they'll come to their own conclusion. Because y'all know experience is the best teacher. Once, once experience teach you something, you know it for real. And I agree with that. Experience is the best teacher. But she is a teacher that flunks out most of her students. Oh, you're going to know that lesson real well while you're doing 15 to 20 in prison. You're going to know what fitting all and getting high do for you while your heart stops. The problem with experience if she flunks out most people, they don't make it through her class. They know the lesson, but they don't make it through her class. There are some of us who will learn from the experiences of others. That was girlfriend. There are some of us who will learn, if you will bring your lesson to the table, there are some of us who will learn by your experience. I see what that lifestyle did to you. And when I saw what it did to you, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I saw what drug dealing did for you. I saw what doing drugs. I saw what the party life did for you. I saw for you, you, can, you know, you can eat. It's when people... I shouldn't even say this, but, but, but sick people like to give you advice about what you can eat. Oh, that ain't, that ain't going to bother you. And everybody got to, and sometimes you just got to give your body. I'm looking at you. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Because somebody brought lessons to the table, there are some things that I never experienced. Young people out there, there are some things that I never experienced. I've never been high. I've never been drunk. I never stole a car. I never spent a night in jail or prison. There are some things that I never experienced because somebody brought their lessons to the table. And I listened to what you had to say. And I decided that, that I can learn a lesson from what you went through. And there are things that I've never experienced. And I don't miss them at all. Because somebody brought their lessons to the table. And some things I excel in because somebody else taught me how to do what they did. And I want to do what they did. I didn't have to experience it for myself. Let me just do what you did. Y'all bring your lessons to the table. There's somebody that's going to get that lesson. What do you bring to the table? Your love. Your lessons. Your legacy. What do you mean by legacy? This is all the things that define you. Your gifts, your talents, your life's work. What you leave behind, the fruit that remains from your life. Those things that you poured your life into and then you share those things with all of us. Y'all bring your gifts to the table. What do you know how to do because it's just in you? That's your gift. I just, it's just in me. I just... Usually, it's what you were born to do. It's what you tend to do better than most people. 
It just came to you, it seems. But it didn't just come to you. It was given to you. That's why we call it your gift. Because it was just given to you. It was in writing or singing or dancing or teaching or serving, speaking or praying or leading. And you are, are you gifted with children, with teens, with seniors, with families, with couples? Is it in counseling or technology or organizing or problem solving, fixing or mixing or selling or giving or parenting? These are the gifts that are given to you. And then there are talents. Talents are what you can do that can be further developed. I have a talent for music. Uh, I can pick up, actually I play all of these instruments. I, I can pick up pretty much any instruments and, and woodwinds and I wasn't real good with, with uh, uh, that other one. But I, I, I was good. I, I could pick that up. I can pick up any song. I can teach any part. I can sing all three parts. Matter of fact, I can sing five parts. But I'm never will be gifted, no matter what I do, I'm not going to play like he. He's gifted. I'm talented. But they used my talents at least till the gifted folks showed up. I brought my talents to the table. I am not, well, I'll get that later. I, I, I brought my talents to the table. There's things that you can learn that are, can be further developed. Some people are talented, some people are gifted, and some people learn it because they like it. And then it becomes their life work. And, and, and sometimes, what your, so your life work is what you bring to the table, and sometimes your, your life work is your calling. You can bring your calling to the table. Now, your calling might be your gift, but if it's not, then you are the gift to the calling. Leading people is not my gift. Pastoring is not my gift. I wasn't gifted to do this. I was called to do it. So if I'm doing what I'm called to do, especially if I wasn't gifted to do it, it makes me the gift. I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I'm your gift. I was given to you. But, but whatever it is, whatever it is that you have, whatever accomplishment or task that's going to end up being your legacy, bring it to the table. Somebody say, bring it to the table. Your love, your lessons, your legacy. All this month, we're going to study social connection. And I want you to come out of isolation and find a group to be connected to and then bring something to that table. It is his will that every need be supplied, just like that water. It was his will that every part of my body receive water, but it only happened because the parts of my body were connected. And every part of my body brought something. To the table. It is his will that every need be supplied. You are important to some group of people. You're important to me. And we need you to survive. So bring it to the table. Bring it to the table. I'm bringing myself this time. I'm going to take what God, what Jesus Christ has brought to the table. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take it. And I'm going to say, Lord, Lord Jesus, thank you for what you brought to the table. And today, I bring my ability to, to explain the word of God, my ability to love God's people, my ability to be faithful to the kingdom. I bring that to the table. Dana.
Will you come to the table? The body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now read that. Tasha, come to the table. Take what Jesus brought to the table. The body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, thank you for what you brought to the table. Today, I bring my gift to the table. I promise you I will use it for you. Erica. Come to the table. Receive. Hallelujah. What Jesus brought to the table. The body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. seat at the table. Tiffany Day, come to the table. Receive the body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Too many girls at the table. <laughs> Chaplain O, come join these ladies at the table. Receive what Jesus Christ has brought to the table. The body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Read that for me. Lord Jesus, thank you for what you brought to the table. Today I bring my English to the table. I promise I will use it for you. Amen. This time, you all, when you come to this table, don't just take what Jesus brought to the table. Bring something to this table this year, this day. What do you bring to the table? When you take communion today, I really wish I could stand up here and you tell me what you bring into the table. But we'd be here too long. But in your heart, in your spirit, 
You can even whisper it. Maybe one of the pastors will hear it, and it'll be a point of connection. But don't come up here and take communion and not bring something of you to the table. Social connection, being socially connected, is about what you bring to the table. Communion is about connection. And today, he wants to know, what do you bring to the table? He used the good, the bad, and the ugly of all them folk. He did. But today, you can bring your good stuff. It doesn't matter to him. Your love, your lessons, your legacy was just a way for me to help you to remember it. But you know what's in you. Look at what's already at this table. What do you bring to the table? So let's all take communion together. I'm team. Let's thank God for the praise team and our musicians. We're just thankful on this afternoon. I felt him in here, and I thank God for that, for the house coming together. As Pastor Parsons said, it is prayer week. Uh, oh, I'm glad somebody's glad about prayer. Prayer is my thing. Prayer is my language. And as Pastor said, miracles happen in prayer. Things break off in prayer. Things are built up in prayer. Y'all better get ready for prayer. Again, we will be here starting on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pastor Kevin is up on this prayer week and his minister in training, uh, Monique Daniels, will be here. So I am excited about y'all. Stuff happens. I don't know. Y'all miss prayer week. Y'all miss it. We never know what is going to happen during prayer week, but the Spirit breaks out on a regular. That's all I can say. And so do join us again each night. We will be here at 6 p.m. Come on in the place. We are live on our Facebook, but you can't get what's happening in the house through Facebook. So just come on in. Let's pack the house out. And remember, don't go to Central. We're going to be here um, each night. Also, as you exit out on today, we have a baptism sign-up sheet. And that's for both campuses. Just put your name on there. We'll make sure that your campus gets your information. But we're setting up a date for baptism now. And so if you would like to be um, baptized, please see uh, Miss Liz out at the welcome table. And she will get your name, your information. Even if it's your children, do sign them up out there. Also, we want you to get prepared for VBS. It is time for vacation Bible school. These are ages three. To those entering fifth grade, oh, the team has something set up for you. Um, the mission is deep sea. It's deep sea. So I want you all to be ready uh, for what it is that they have going on. It is going to be July 11th through the 14th. Um, the place is going to be here at the Aliante campus. It only costs $40 a child. It's only $40 for that whole week of vacation Bible school. And so they're going to have breakfast and lunch over there. They'll have snacks. They got take-home crafts. They'll get a T-shirt. They'll have a, a field trip. Only $40 for your student to be here. And so do contact uh, Minister Lamia or Jamila um, if you have any questions about Vacation Bible School. Pastor, did you have a question about that? Oh, about that. Um, the other thing that we don't want you to forget, and it is coming fast, is CGR. Oh, that is Dr. Parsons' leadership camp um, that we do every year. It, look, 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 at we got some CGR alum over there in the corner. That's what I'm talking about. Those that are entering eighth grade through senior high, sign your students up now. We're going to go June 13th. Y'all, don't wait. Every year we have some folks that wait and they're groveling trying to get in at the end. We had to shut it down last time. We couldn't take anymore. Get in there now. It's a leadership camp. We have fun. We have outings. We have college visits. Don't miss it. Send your young adult, your youth, and I promise you they won't come back the same. Uh, registration is low. They can, um, a low price is what I mean. And you can register. Uh, what is that CGR leadership, Pastor Tara? CGRleadership.org. 
register now. If you have any questions about it, see me. See Dr. Parsons. She'll be out there. See Pastor Tara and Pastor Tiffany. It's a gang of us that are here. There's a flyer if you need that. But if you need a little bit more explanation, just stop one of us and say, I need some more information about CGR. We're going to go June 13th through 16th. Register now. Do not wait and don't delay. Amen. Amen. I believe that that is all that we have. I am feeling so good about what happened in the house today. Tasha, I told you, I'm glad when I can give the enemy a black eye. Me and him stay in a fight, and I like when I kick his butt. And I feel like we kicked his butt on this afternoon. Stand with us as we prepare to dismiss Chantel. I feel like the mime team gave him a black eye on today. I feel like our company from California gave the enemy a black eye on today. I feel like the house of Antioch being connected gave the enemy a black eye on today. And not only did we do that, we blessed God. And so thank you all for being here on this afternoon. Let us pray out. Father God, we say thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for a day to remember you, Jesus, for what it is, your sacrifice that you did for us. We say thank you, oh God, that we are socially connected and that we are connected with you. God, we said thank you, oh God, as you send us out into this week, that we go, oh God, identifying and looking for divine appointments, that we go, oh God, ready for that just one, that one that needs to meet you. Let us be the one to make the introduction. And so, God, we just say thank you as we go from this place. It is in Jesus' name that we pray.